Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. Yes. Don't close the door. We're going to start this episode off just a little different. Yes. I've been waiting to tell you this. That's the part I want to hear. That. Okay, well, let me let me chill till it comes on. It's about to come, right? It should be the next drop. It's going to drop on the next loop. Just let me know. Listen. <laughs> there it is. Said it all right every time. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Fresco of House Fresh. First of his name, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, King of the North, Rightful King of the Andals, the Seven Kingdoms, and the First Man. You can follow me on Instagram at Fresco Fame. And on Twitter at Fresco Ben Famous. That's B I N Famous, everybody. You did. And it's your boy Flaw Seven Hundred, aka Flaw Claw Van Dam, aka Flaw Cigar. Oh, Woo! aka your boy Dumb Sum Goy. Dumb Sum Goy. And we are the Podcast Brothers, and this is episode one twenty eight. Episode one twenty eight, man. We are downtown Trenton inside of a packed Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Nice weather is bringing people out. Mm, oh my god. Nice weather is bringing people out. Our future sponsor is in the lobby somewhere. They don't know it yet. Yeah. But they did. It's some white man out there looking. It's some white man looking to spend or give away some random money. Here we go, bro. Stop wasting your time. And we're not discriminating. Like, anybody can come put some bread down. Yeah, if you're but black, you got the bread. We'll take it, too. You also know who be putting money, you know, they be investing into black businesses to be the white man. Like, you just got to call a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? I always be that guy. Like, I remember that one time that that guy was sitting at the table. In. No, he ain't oh. come in. He was at the table. Just this white Watch random guy. Yeah. He said, "Hey, what do you guys do? Who are you?" I thought that was it. We about to blow up. <laughs> I thought we was about to get it popping right there when the white man asked what you do. When he looked like he got some money, oh, they they want to invest because they just want to be a part of the culture. Really, yeah. their thing is how can I be a part of the culture? And that's and you know so, and this is different. So eventually, in Starbucks, people with money come through. You don't necessarily have to have money, but this is the, I want to say, rich man's coffee. Guess so, yeah. Or the expensive taste man's coffee. It's it's it's, it's a rich it's a rich coffee. Okay, yeah, it's okay. The rich, Starbucks is like it's like Dunkin' Donuts and then it's Starbucks. <laughs> but I guess I guess it's a preference thing too. Yeah. I know motherfuckers that like Wawa coffee. Absolutely, it's, it's really about what you like. But at the end of the day, yeah. there's a Wawa on every, well, almost on every corner. There's a Dunkin' Donuts almost on every corner. It's a Starbucks here and there. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is episode one twenty eight. Now listen, before we get into this week's episode, we need to talk about how we're going to do this sneaker thing. We never really discussed that. Not okay. Episode one fifty so, is approaching. So for those that don't know, we had the homie Bay Sean, the OG sneakerhead, um, on a couple of episodes ago. And he's told us that at episode 150, he would give away, once we reach episode 150, he would give away a free pair of sneakers. Then he'll leave it up to us to decide what type of raffle or games that we'll decide to, to, to decide who wins the shoes. I mean, I threw my name in the hat off top. So I ain't really worried about you other niggas because I want them shoes. 
But I guess that's kind of biased. Yeah. And I can't yeah. enter it on. We can't time. be in. It's fucked up. I like shoes too. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we still got to come up with like a. Uh, we got to do a, a podcast trivia. Like, you got to say something from a previous episode. You know what I'm saying? Or, or we take a topic from a previous episode and ask who said what. Or we could just say a word, like just on episode one thirty, we might say a word on there, and that means you will actually have to listen to the episode to know what the uh, word is. So and if you don't listen, the sneakers you come could, to you me. You can't win the shoes. No, they just come to me because it ain't going past episode one fifty, goddamn. So if you niggas don't win, <laughs> I forfeit. <laughs> but um, you know, we got a guest in the building, like um, we always do, like we usually do. Yeah, um, I'm about to take a picture of her card and put it on my Instagram. Yes, this CEO, aka this CEO, brought your boy some cupcakes, man. And we had to do, we did a little taste test before we started this podcast, and them cupcakes, them pastries, yeah. were delicious. Yeah. And what we like Great to do is Absolutely. highlight people doing big things in the city of Trenton and the surrounding areas so i was really excited to have this young lady on because that's what we about man like i said last week we um we started this podcast just to uh talk our shit and have fun but then we decided to you know highlight people in the city doing great things and every week you know we outdo ourselves with the creativity in the um um in uh the the positivity and the energy that come through yeah, so man. this week man it's always a great thing when people come through and share what they got going on with us it's ex- been turning into a thing that we've been doing and it's a lot of fun learning talking to different people and they different businesses or the avenues that they turn in into profit you know, and hopefully we can get like a future discount for life or something like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. And excuse us. I, I believe this is Women Histories Month. And this is the first woman we've had on the show in two weeks. It's the third week of March. Okay. So we're a little late to the party. But without further ado, happy Women's Month. Um, we have Nigel Tierra. Did I say it right? Yes. Of, I'm going to get this right. CEO of Pipe It Up Pastries. Yes. Pipe It Up, baby. Pipe, Pipe It Up. up. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. You are such a lady. She walked in his door and said, hey, y'all wasn't going to meet me at the door? Y'all wasn't going to open <laughs> well, the door for all, me? Let me? Let me clear this up one more time. You know, he set up the interview, right? This is wow. our first conversation, okay. interaction. You see you know that bus? So, <laughs> you see him under it? I just got here like five minutes before so you did. Okay. You feel me? Okay. So I'm mm. fresh out of D.C. Somebody got to take the blame. So mm. a nigga who set it up just <laughs> let somebody who's not from or familiar with the area just randomly stroke. Somebody got to take the blame. I'm a little bit more oh, you know, gentleman like than that. I like to believe. So You would have met me at the door? I would have met oh, you at shit. the sidewalk. Oh, ooh. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I love how you present yourself and you tell people how it should be. So guess what's the next time it's going to happen when I see you? I know what you expect. Right. The door needs to you need to meet me because you see me coming. Right. Open the door and things of that nature. So that's dope that you don't mind telling people how to treat you. Right. That right. is beautiful. Tell, him, tell his you. ass again so he won't forget. Tell him again, please. <laughs> meet me at the door. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to meet me at the door? Oh, y'all, wow. Yo, I'm not doing this interview. This is over before it even started. Tell, uh, tell the folks where they can get a hold of you social media-wise. My Facebook name is Naja Tierra, N-A-J-A-T-I-E-R-A. And my Instagram is Naj. That's also my Snapchat and my upcoming YouTube channel. Oh, you for those for those who listen for those who listen to the show, um, y'all know I mess names up. So let me explain this. It's not that 
Nigel is hard to pronounce. For some reason, when the button hits record, I can mess up a name or two, and I can know you my whole life. It might just be the nerves of the show. That's just me. Probably so. so yeah. Or a so little I, bit of a literary issue. Maybe? Might be that too. <laughs> maybe just possibly. I listen to audiobooks. I don't read them. <laughs> maybe just quite possibly. However, I can get the information. I get it. Okay. That's fine. As long you as you got, get it. We all got different sources of getting what we need to know. Yeah. So. That's that's me. So when you hear a guest on the show and I'm like, yo, your name, because you just told me your name 10 minutes ago. But when it's time to record, it's that anxiety that comes in. Right, right. He's butchered some names. He did you justice. You got mine right, though. I promise you. We like to start our episode off with how our weeks went. And ladies first, if you if you like. This week was very long, but I made it. Mm-hmm. With the strength of God, mm, okay. <laughs> I Absolutely. work. I work for the state, so um, it's just not um, pipe it up pastries. I work for the state. I'm in ministry, so I do a lot. Mm-hmm. So this week was very long, but it's Sunday and I made it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the next week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Tag me in. Hopefully, it'll be a little less. Yeah, right. Know, this week it'll be a well, little, actually, it's not because I not have a lot of orders. I have pipe it up. Baby showers and birthdays next week. So yeah. It's okay. It. You got, I get my strength from God, so it's all right. The grind, <laughs> the grind don't stop, man. It's twenty four seven, all that's, across the board. That's fine. I'm glad you said that because that's a lot of like the guests last week and guests that come through. But people forget that we also have real jobs. Right. Besides right. this, like like I say, I wish I can podcast all day, every day, and make money off of it. Yep. But I don't, so I still got to go to work. And I'm in school, so that, Ooh, yeah. Well, you want it all? Well, Brand new I, socks I, and drawers. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I work and. You know, I host a, a a dog swimming class in my spare time. Oh, I have a dog. Yeah, yeah. Sign, sign, sign a dog up to his class. Uh, yeah, you can sign him up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got uh, puddles of water and we practice puddles. Though it ain't. I don't. I don't do shit with dogs. I just. I just felt like a little left out. Everybody with the sides. Left you right there hanging. Oh, I got a dog. Sign anyway. him up. Right. How was your week? Anywho, my week. Um. My week was cool. Uh, I just got back from D.C. I was in Washington for the weekend, just hanging out. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. Man. Right. Um, so I was doing that yesterday. I was just enjoying the D.C. area. Yo, you know what's crazy? Like, people were protesting, like, in the middle of the day. Never really walked. I'm, I've seen protests, like, on TV and stuff like that, but I've never just been, like, casually out and just looked up and seen people with pickets and signs and stuff. Something going on with Venezuela was... Uh, I can't remember the exact cause, but you know, I threw my fist in the air for camaraderie rhythm. I didn't even know what the fuck they was championing or not, but it just felt right. You know, <laughs> black people marching campaigning for sure all the time. I just wanted to support somebody else. Fuck it, yeah, man, give them what the fuck they want, and I kind of went my my own direction, not even knowing what they wanted. Had no idea. <laughs> um, shout out to Venezuela though. All my Venezuelans. Don't know if that's what you call it or not, but we gonna rock out. Um, I, also, I had to get my car fixed. So while I was in D.C., I had my car dropped off to the mechanic. Let me tell you something, right? So the, my radiator had a crack in it. So it was leaking coolant. Like every fuck, it was leaking coolant everywhere. So I took it to my mechanic. He, you know what I'm saying? He analyzed it for me, told me what was up. So I had to order the car part. But in the meanwhile, for me getting the part and setting up the service, shit is still leaking. And I had to keep mine cooling. And it was like one jar a day it was lasting. That's how much it was leaking out. And cooling is like seventeen dollars a jar. It's so I, yo, bro, I for the I, I discovered the leak in like last week. So from that time to the day before I got the car fixed, which was Friday, I think I spent like damn near three hundred dollars in like fucking cooling, yo. Just cooling. I was mad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
mess. I had to get, I, I paid for the coolant. The service was cheap, which was great, but you told it all up. I still paid a decent penny overall for keeping the car running and the, and the new part and the repair. So I'm glad that shit is finally over because I'm not buying no more coolant. I would have just like caught a Lyft or Uber or whatever for the time being because that shit was just a headache. But um, other than that, man, my week has been pretty good. Still pushing, still uh, persevering, and not letting fuck shit stop me, man. We out here doing our thing. Get money, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So how was my week? Like, um, of course you all know. Uh, just had a baby, so you know she's uh three weeks old, so. That Fresh. is Congrats. thank you. So that's work in itself. Yeah. Um, you know, after work you go straight to daddy duties. Right. Um, so I'm doing that. So my time is really all off. Like to be honest, like our show notes, I would normally have them to you sooner. You know what I mean? Like I was re- I was talking to you on Saturday. Normally I'd be like Thursday, here you go. But my schedule, I'm all off. Yeah, you were it's slipping okay. a little I'm bit. I was too. I, you yeah. were slipping. I was really I ain't, slipping. Yeah, look, 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 look. <laughs> See that bus? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what I mean, just being a new dad and, um, you know, just my time being a little off. But I didn't have to work overtime this week, which is great. Have Like, I've been working overtime all year so far, but my check is going to reflect it. So when you, yeah, man, when you work for seven dollars, when you nigga. work overtime, you be like, yo, man, I wish they stopped making us work these hours when you get paid. Then but then man. when you get off, you like, ah. I think I want to go to work. <laughs> right, right. Check a little light in the ass. It sucks. When, yeah, because when you get overtime consistently, and then they take that shit that. away, and then you just on your regular 40, you're like, what the fuck is this? How <laughs> I'm supposed to live. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> shit sucks, bro. I um, besides that, the reason why I played the Avant song in the beginning, because, you know, Fresco, he had it right. I don't know if he said it while we was recording or not, but Avant got six months to live, man. Oh, that's that shit crazy. was true? Yeah, Avant, he got six months to live. I thought that was some bullshit. No, the real deal. He got wow. six months to live. What's wrong with him? Um, it's just an illness that he's had for like eight years, wow. and it's really getting to him now. So God, he's been, he, he knew about this for eight years, but it's just now, you know, taking his toll. I brought that up, and the reason why that affected me, because, like, I've been just having pains that I've been dealing with, and I decided to go to the doctor, finally, because, like, sometimes you just shake it off. So I finally went to the doctors early in the week, and um, I was telling the doctor I just got pain on the side. Like, you ain't got the Avant, do you? I don't know what the Avant is. Me either, but, anyway, but that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm getting at, bro. Oh, let, me, let me finish. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, like, that's why I'm saying, like, yo, it, it, it hit Avant, home. Son. It hit home because I just got this throbbing pain. On my side, and I don't know where it comes from. It's random, so I, let me go to the doctors and just, you know, do do what I do. So I went there, did some blood work, uh, took I mean, pissed in the cup. So I'm getting all of it done, but then they pulled out this bucket, and it was like, listen, you got to do this on your own. You got to do it in the morning, and I'm like, I got to do what? So basically, I got to wake up in the morning one day with a fresh stool and a bucket, yeah, and save it and take it to the yeah. doctor. I gotta, I gotta. Drop stinky load, scoop it, put it in the bucket, and drop it off at the doctor's. That might be too graphic to somebody. Sounds this like is taking stuff, a dog for a walk. But this is some of the stuff you really got to do to check your health. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of time that I'm on. So when I saw that Avant had six months to live, these are thoughts that was going through my mind. Like when you feel aches and pains in your body, it's like, yo, what's going on? My body's telling me something. I don't know what it is. I'm a little scared. So as I found out what Avant was going through, I was in the process of getting all this work done for myself mm-hmm. to see if I'm 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, man, look, y'all go to the doctors, man. And if your body is talking to you, 
if you just got if you just sit there and something starts hurting for nothing, your body's talking to you, man. Right. So you know, go get that checked out. Your right. body's calling me. That ain't the right song to sing, bro. That's kind of in the lane of what you're actually. Saying. Yeah, that's, that's just that's take self. the line and apply it to the topic. That's all I'm saying. Um, so besides, so shout out to Avant. Like, yo, but to know you only have six months is wild. Like, like uh, I'm gonna say he probably got more than that. We, you can hope. That's what, I hope. Yeah, and you, pray. Hope. Yeah. you know, this is a diagnosis. They don't be a hundred percent all the time. He probably he he probably does have more time. I hope he does. That's some shit. You imagine a motherfucker telling you you got six months to live? I'm no. gonna tell you, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, my nigga. Yeah, but you got to take advantage of that. I mean, I'm going to take him serious. Yeah, I wouldn't be afraid. I would just live it, my life, for these six well, months. the first six months, but when you hit 30 what days, about 30, 15 days. Uh, yeah, 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 what is that? When 15 five days, days left? Yeah, five, son, that's what I'm talking about. Five-day like, countdown? Five days left? Five-day countdown. If you had like, 24 hours to live, nah, just think. Nah, I can't. I'd probably be wild. Nah. I'd be sick them five days. Yeah, I'd probably make peace with all my demons and then just be like on some shit afterwards. Because I'll be on some, what about the family? Like, you're like, I think it's like your mother's still alive, your kids is here, your girl, and you're worried about them more. Because yeah. now they hovering over you, crying over you, and you want them to be good. Like, I ain't listen, worried about them. That's true. That's why they say. Die. What the fuck am I worried about y'all for? Because, because you, <laughs> you know they're going to be in because pain. Because they're, they're in gonna... pain, and you can see it. Yeah. I just don't want, that's, you know what I mean? Oh, man. That's painful. That's why they say, that's why they say it's not about like how busy you are and stuff like that. It's, it's about like making sure the relationships are strong and right. you're giving the people the time while you're here. Well, let me tell you this, too. Like For people who like find out they have... like fatal diagnosis and they have a certain amount of time to live. I hope for that person like you didn't just realize at that point and you figuring out you only had but so much time left to start That's making true. relationships work. You That's should have uh, hopefully you still have maintained good relationships with those who are important up to that point. You know what I'm saying? So that you can have people helping you or around well, and not just now yeah. when you get sick it's like you know what man I know I ain't talked to you in like four years right, and that right. time was fucked up but I'm about to die and shit and I need you up. Well, I, that on me. I personally don't got a problem with that because some of us think we're going to live a long time. That's true. So when somebody just pops up and say, hey, you got, even though he knew about this for eight years, it kind of really just kicked in recently. So I was told. But if you know you got six months to live, I don't mind reaching out to people. It's like, look, who the man, fuck think they're going to live for a long time? We all do. We all do. I, well, okay. I hope. But you I know, but, but you know, when I talk, I speak in general. Like, not saying right. that everybody does that, but I think we all are thinking. But put it like this: when you procrastinate, it's because you think you got tomorrow. Time. Yeah. If you don't do something today, I do it tomorrow. That's thinking you're gonna live to tomorrow. That's right. what I'm saying. And when people are not on their deathbeds, proca- mm-hmm. they're not asking for their belongings. They're asking for to be people, around love. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't procrastinate because I think I'm gonna live a long time. I procrastinate because I don't fucking want to do it. You procrastinate, but procrastination. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It don't matter if it's today or but tomorrow. But you, you got tomorrow, right? Uh, but that's but that's what procrastination is. Right. So maybe that's the wrong word. Well, if I die tomorrow, fuck whatever I was putting off. Like <laughs> that shit obviously wasn't that important. I'm, I fucking died. Like okay. God did give me the amount of time that I needed to complete this request so fuck it you're right it is what it is you're right I, I also um, watched Acrimony I think the Tyler mm-hmm. Perry movie mm-hmm. that movie was crazy you seen that oh, I haven't even heard of that what's yeah, that yeah it was it's a Tyler Perry movie with um, Taraji. Taraji some new shit uh, it came out like last oh, year yeah and it's oh, finally man. on uh, digital uh, basically it's about a woman who basically uh, uh, financed this man's uh, dream. Dream, three hundred something thousand dollars she inherited from her mother's death in a house, and he wasn't working. And they basically blew it. She basically blew it all on him. And she had family in her life who was like, "Leave that bum. He ain't no good. He ain't doing nothing. Like he's 
about to have you lose mom's house. So make a long story short with that, she asked for a divorce. And as soon as she hit, asked for the divorce, that man hit for millions. And <laughs> she lost her mind. And yeah, watch. It's pretty dope. It's pretty hey, dope. It is hey. dope. It is. Sounds good. It sounds good to me. I like. It's pretty deep. I actually, I enjoy dynamics like that. Now it's like playing on the strings of the heart and the mind. It's like, what you going to do? What you, what you going to do? How you going to recoup out of this? Because now you know that nigga got millions. I'm sure you don't want a divorce no more. I don't know. Like, it worked because the divorce had just got finalized. So he didn't owe her nothing. Ooh. I he, still would have paid her something. No, no, he, he, no, he tried. I, he, I, he tried he to rekindle. Everything he no, gave her. No, no, no. I wouldn't have tried to rekindle shit, but I would have definitely still like came out my pocket. Like, listen, I still appreciate. So she funded what you did. Basically, your whole life, and you ain't going to try to rekindle it. That you divorced. Right. You asked for a divorce. I mean, you blew all my money too. But <laughs> see, that's the energy. That's the energy right. that the women are using. It's just like, yeah, I asked for the divorce, but why didn't you fight for me? What the fuck? That's the but that's the women's conversation. Like we don't get it because he didn't do it. Like he was like, but you asked me for a divorce. She said, why didn't you fight? Listen, and it's, and it's because I fought. I fought all of these years for you. So you should be fighting for me yeah. when I'm when I'm done fighting. When I when I can't fight no more. That's where the love comes in. Like you're mm-hmm. supposed to fill my love tank when my love tank is. How you, who says he wasn't fighting? I'm pretty sure he was fighting. They had arguments. He was fighting for that shit. dream. You ain't Watch the movie. Watch the movie. He was fighting yeah. for that fighting. dream. All right. Well, like I said, I would have paid her. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I still appreciate what you did. did. You got me to this point. I'd have broke her off a chunk of change. And then after that, baby, that shit That's what he tried. Okay. That's what he tried. Okay. All right. Watch the movie. Because he tried to do all of that. I like cruises, too. <laughs> okay. That shit is oh, oh, You ain't going to like a cruise after that. You ain't going to like a cruise after this. All right. We trying to tell you, bro. Tell me what. I ain't that nigga. No, I'm just it. saying, watch it because everything you're saying you would do, he did. Right. And that's not going to be the answer to none of the problems. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you might think, I'm going to just break you <laughs> off and move on with my life. People, I'm not just going to say women, but people can do some crazy things, that's man. That's true. So, we got, the, not people, man. we got the guests in the building. So, you know how we do. We like to break down the guests and see what they got going on, why they got, why it's going on. And, um, you know, so let's get right into so, it. So tell us about Pipe It Up Industries. Yes, please. Okay, so um, I love to cook. I love to cook. I love to cook more than baking or making pastries, but I love to cook. And um, I knew I wasn't going to go into like the food business with like making platters or, you know, open up, you know, a McDonald's or something like that. I wasn't going to do anything like that. Um, so I actually uh, prayed to God. And I basically just said, you know, what do you want me to do? And he laid it on my heart. You know, you can bake. Like, that's the easy aspect of the food, you know, um, industry. So I said, you know what? Let me just try it out. So for a while, I was just um, sponsoring events, you know, just doing it for free. Uh, especially if it, the first one I did was um, it was a give back. Uh, my friend Quay did a uh, a give back event where he had. Uh, gave the kids like shout out to Q, right? Uh, yeah, big ups to him. Um, he gave the kids, you know, uh, gifts, and they had like hot chocolate there and face painting. And I was like, I want to be a part of this. Um, so I made the pastries, and uh, I wasn't able to be there all day. But when I came back, it was like midday, and they were gone. The kids loved them. Mm-hmm. I made cake pops and cupcakes, and um, people were like, "Why aren't you in business?" Like, why aren't you in business? So, um, for me, I was like, okay, um, I work for the state. I'm in school. 
I do other things. I'm just too busy to like start a business. So what happened was um, I got into a car accident. Okay. Um, almost Sorry three months. Almost three months or two at this point. Uh, it was in January, so like two months mm-hmm. ago. It's my birthday weekend. Um, a guy ran a stop sign and told him my car. Um, and Bastard. yeah, <laughs> I ain't even gonna tell you about. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but um, so I got into an accident, and um, the doctor had me home for like a month and two weeks, and um. I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain for like two weeks. I couldn't really do anything. Like I couldn't walk my dog. I couldn't like do my hair. Um, thank God I had uh, my friend Jasmine and my sister Samaya to help me out. They went to go get groceries. They made sure I was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a busy person, so I'm not used to being down. You right. know what I mean? So like after them two weeks, I started feeling a little better. I'm like, all right, I got to do something. The doctor was like, you know, you're not going back to work. So I was out of work for a whole nother month after those two weeks. And I just was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do with this time? And clear as day was like, uh, start your business. Cause you always say you're too busy to start your business. Do it now. Yeah, and yeah, I was on winter yeah. break from uh, school. I wasn't in school yet. I'm back in school yet for the spring semester. And so I started this business and, um, I just started doing like for certain events and just doing orders for birthdays and everything like that. And the more events I did, like more networking, I did a Quay did the uh, network and chill three. Yes, that was my first time vending. Okay, and I did an amazing job. Oh my god, it was just <laughs> feels good, right? It yeah yeah it was amazing. And I was like, yo, I really want to do this. I mean, I want to do a lot of things. I want to have a lot of businesses, but this is just the start. Um, so I was like, I really want to do this. So it just became like second nature to me, um, bacon. Now, the next question I was going to ask is why pastries? But you answered that. So I got another question for you. I was talking to somebody recently and they were down an injury. And I was just like, you know, you got to see the good and the bad. Right. Like there's a good, there's good in all of it. So with that being said, with the car accident, um, if it was not for the car accident, do you think that you would have started this business right now? Like you were on your way too. But the car accident kind of gave you... It pushed you. I, it, the it, outlet. It happened for that very reason because, um, honestly, before the year started, I had um, prayed and asked God for an increase in income this year. So I'm able to help people and do other things um, that I want to do, other ventures. And because, honestly, I have everything that I need right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my own place, my own car, a uh, good job. Bola. I'm in school. You know what I mean? And... <laughs> Swish, nigga. And this is all on my own. So, like, I couldn't start the year off and saying, like, 2019, God, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Yeah. I started to think, like, what do I need to um, basically recycle out and, and help other people or help myself, you know, to help others. Start looking more big picture. Yeah, so I was like, um, I asked for an increase in income. And um, my, my birthday was January 3rd. So... New Year's, my birthday was January 3rd, and January 5th, I got into a car accident. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, like, he ain't wasting no time, mm-hmm, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if I didn't get into this car accident, um, I probably wouldn't have started the business. Not because I didn't want to, but it's just because in my mind, in your mind I thought that I was so busy. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm too busy to start a business. I can't do it. And now that, like, I had that time to just focus on the business, it kind of just, like, works smooth like butter, just blend it in with everything else I have going on. We definitely need to understand that the breaks that we get in life, whether it be through an accident or through anything, when you ask for something, you'll get it. You just don't know how you right, get it. Right. And you have to recognize that this is right. the window that I need. Sometimes right. you're not going to like 
how the shit is given you're not gonna to like, you. Right, you know right. What I'm saying? But you still gotta. And I definitely didn't. The first two weeks, yeah. right? Like, I was depressed. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't move. Like I'm used to doing so much, and it's like when you're not able to do anything, like you start to think like. Darn it, I, I take that for granted. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just just little stuff, like doing my hair is just like, yo, I could really be in a you know a situation where I can't do my own hair. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I kind of like took that and I was like, you know what? I started like thanking God like for things that you know we just forget about. Absolutely. Yeah. I always look at situations like that as as uh, starting points for something new because <clears throat> when you when you go through something like that or something so traumatic, like you don't want to continually feel the way that right. made you feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? You wanna you wanna you wanna feel how you feel. You wanna allow yourself to go through that. But once it's done, it's like, all right, what's next? I'm not gonna always want right. to wake up and feel this dread or this regret from right. this scenario. So now you gotta switch your focus and I'm saying and uh switch your focus to something more positive or something more happy to get you going and you know, that's, that's what true. you did, and that's what everybody needs to do when you find yourself. You that's know, true. It is a fresh like start. That. It is a fresh start. That's definitely a fresh start. It's like something died in order for something else to live. Yep. So, yeah. Jesus rolls what, on what, the third day? The dirt. The third day. <laughs> so, for upcoming entrepreneurs, school them on what you think is the best form of promotion. You know, because some people mm. have ideas and they want to, you know, do start doing business, but they don't know how to get out there. Nobody knows me. I don't know nobody. They don't believe in their family with support. So what have you used, the tools you have used for promotion? I'm just going to first say that um, when I started the business, I didn't say, hey, family, support me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I'm saying I didn't even think of my family. Niggas, <laughs> I didn't even think of my family because I felt, yeah, I felt like, you know, they have their their own option to support or not to support. But, um, but my family is very supportive. Maybe that's why I didn't. Think of them first. I'm like, oh, they're going to they're yeah. have my back regardless. My sister walked into my house today and was like, oh, smell good in here. Um, let me get some pastries. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, $2, so I wasn't really thinking of uh, my family. I was thinking about um, people because I feel like you could win your family over or you, or you can't. Um, but I was thinking like you can have a certain plan or a certain way that you can win people that don't know you over. Um, everyone, everyone should know this. Social media, social mm-hmm. media, social media, because... Everyone's on social media every day, all day. So if you're promoting your business, um, I wouldn't say like promote your business on your personal social media page only because um, some people just don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they're looking for, say, you know, if they're looking up for pipe it up, they're not going to want to go on my page and see what I'm doing in my personal life. Scroll plus, through 40 pictures yeah, of your kids just to get shit, to a cupcake. Right. right. Yeah. So I say create a social media page for your business. Um, so make sure it has its own uh, Instagram because Instagram is really, really big. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook as well. I mean, I think that Instagram is like probably the biggest yeah. out of all of them. Um, only because Snapchat, you go in there, you watch people. Um, that's good and all. But Dude, people, Instagram is like. Instagram is the place. Instagram is straight to the point. It's a picture. Exactly. Um, exactly. You don't really you don't really have to you really don't have to write much under the picture, it's but nice. the picture is self explanatory with Twitter, it goes quick. Like right. You might miss the right. post that you post That's true. if I jump on two hours later. That's true. Uh Facebook it's a lot of Yeah. Yeah, so with Instagram, uh, Instagram is is really the place. Yeah. Um, and I also want to say, if you are posting pictures, make sure you use hashtags because Absolutely. people are always looking up 
uh, hashtag cupcakes or, you know, they like Instagram has a way for you to look up those type of things. Right. So if you're hashtagging like I've, algorithms, I've I've gained so many um, bakery business followers just by hashtagging um Cupcakes, cake pops. Uh, I could just say vanilla cupcakes. I could mm. say anything. Women entrepreneurs. I could say New Jersey baker. You know what I mean? Right. And I've gained followers just by that. And I, I go in there and it's like, oh, 80 visits to your yeah. profile today. And I'm right. like, I know that's oh. right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I definitely say social media. Um, another thing is uh, YouTube. YouTube will pay you. Okay. Yeah. YouTube will pay you <laughs> for YouTube. Yes. It's, it's a science to it. Um, but it's easy if you willing to do the work. So, um, YouTube is a, is a great way to promote your brand or just to make some extra money so that you can fund your own business. Um, you could do like vlogging or how to videos. I mean, I know a lot of people that go on there and they could say how to, um, get rid of acne. A million views. Right. You're getting paid because right. people are looking up. You know what I mean? You're absolutely it's, right. Like the how-to yeah. videos on YouTube oh, are the most searched for. How, yeah. yeah. It's how-to. Yeah. yeah. It's how-to. Um, it's also like people like vlogs. Um, people like um, tips and tricks. They like um, random interviews on the street. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 so, it's pranks. Like it's just so much stuff that you can do to fund your business. So I say that too in uh, lastly, I just want to put in um, events. Like people throw, like Quay through the um, network and chill event. You're networking with people. I just did networking, right? I just sponsor um, mommies and mimosas with Brittany oh, and Shaja. Shout out, shout yeah, out, shout out, shout out to them, mommies man. and mimosas. Okay. They, they came a couple here. Weeks ago. Yeah, heard they sold out. They did beautiful yeah. things. They, I, I seen they shit on Instagram. It was completely it, like, like it was no very space. beautiful. And just to be in a space with a lot of um, African American or, or mixed women um, who are. Interested in starting their own business, um, interested in supporting others' business, because, you know, you have angel investors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, events like that, like I sponsored that event, and a week later, people are like, oh, I didn't get to talk to you, but I want to order something for this event that I'm going to. Or, um, you know, I want you to come to my event and do, you know, blase, blase. So I'm just like, I don't remember seeing you, but... Sure. Shout out to right. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so always interesting those when events, you see who yeah. pays attention, right? It's right. Like, oh, I had no idea you were even like right. seeing what I had going and then, on. Then how did they find you? Instagram or something? They um because I ba- I basically had my card sitting right card? in front of my pastries. Yeah. So if you went to go pick up a cupcake or a cake pop, um, my card right. was sitting right there. Yeah. When I came, I, I went and I set up. I set up the um my cake pops and my cupcakes and I went home and I actually came like midway through the event um, and my cards were gone. And I was like, oh, my cards gone. Like people really <laughs> fixed up my cards right. and they enjoyed like they 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 loved the cupcakes. They took um, a bite of that pastry. And was like, okay. mm, like they took my did. cards. She... And so on my card, I have my Instagram, um, my email and I think my phone number. So, they um, hit me up on Instagram, DM me on Instagram. This girl, she was, um, they're having an event at Virginia Union University. And she's like, um, we're, Shout we're, out to VUU. Yeah, we're, we're picking our next um, uh, VU man or whatever. Like, you know, their face of v, VU mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was like, I want you to do these cake pops and cupcakes and pretzels in the form of like suits um, for this event. So it's like a classic man event. Okay. And I'm like, so these pastries going across the states. Okay, but Jane's like my second home, so like right. I was souped up. Like, yeah. Ah, state to state. That's a you know? super good look. So with your pastries, 
And I, I kind of have an answer, but I want you to answer because I just tasted one just for myself, and it's amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> with you. your pastries, you. what would you say is the biggest difference between how you make your treats from where you can get any other ones? So, um, let me see. Well, first, I when I, I don't... it was soft, very soft, very moist. It stays super fresh. Yes. Like, so, like they just came out of whatever they were made in, like yeah. five minutes ago. That's what they taste like. So I did make them fresh. I always make my orders fresh. Um, I don't have, like, a specific, um, like, what do you call like it? An ingredient or cooking style? No, I'm not going to say that. I ain't going to say I have, don't have specific ingredients because oh, I, I do. Oh, I. <laughs> I do. Um, I don't make my pastries with um, milk. I do non dairy. Um, Thank you. It's because lit. because a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people like milk milk, but they get like stomach aches Absolutely. from it, and they don't know they and they mind it like oh what my, the fuck my, stomach, my stomach yeah and it, and it, it might right. be from the milk and I don't drink milk I drink almond milk so I make sure people know you know that it's not made with milk it, it is made with almond milk um, oh, I fucking hate milk dog. so. Uh, I kind of think about that because, you know, when you eat sweets, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to have a stomach ache later. Yeah. No, you just want to eat it, yeah, you know? Right. You so. enjoy it, man. <laughs> do you really think about, like, when you see a treat that's your favorite or something that you want to enjoy, do you think about what into making it? You, you don't, just see you don't think, there. that's what I'm saying, yeah. but you, you're not thinking about it, but once you eat it, you, you're going to think about it so after. Basically, <laughs> so basically, the foundation is solid. You just don't know it, but you'll know it after eating a few of them and you don't right. get that stomach ache. Right, I don't So wanna... basically, my special touch, you can't see it. You probably won't be able to taste it, but it's in there. Right. You, you're never going to be like, uh, those pastries make my stomach hurt. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and that's what you want. That's what any food. Like, Absolutely. You don't want to go anywhere and, you know, you at home trying to take, um, what do you, you call gotta it? You got to figure your whole life out now. <laughs> right. You got to like, sweating and shit. Like, nah, man. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so it is like, it is the ingredients. It is. Um, it's always made fresh. Um, and. Hey, I'm a woman of God, so that food is blessed. Okay. Oh, so <laughs> touch it, put a touch of holy on it. Okay. That's the ingredient. <laughs> Hello. No, it is. It it's is. A touch of holy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you being a CEO, aka a CEO. I love that. Um, yes, you're a CEO. You just came up with that. You no, I've somewhere. seen it. I've seen it. Right, CEO. I figured you did. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> where did this entrepreneurship come from? Like, is there somebody or anything that you look up to that made you want to go? I want my own as well, or is this just something that's in the blood? Honestly, um, it's neither of those. Okay. Um, no one, I don't, no one in my family is an entrepreneur. And I honestly haven't had like a role model for it as well. I just think that, um, my generation is a generation of entrepreneurs. Um, cause I'm like in between the old school and the new school. So I appreciate, um, I appreciate the hard work. And I appreciate all of the <laughs> the easy um, the easy work, the, <laughs> right? The easy right. avenues we have to just you know create things and everything yeah. like that. So like, I don't have like a role model, and none of my family you know members are entrepreneurs. But I also I always said that you know I want to accomplish things that make me proud of myself, and in return help others as well. Because honestly, when you help people. You're helping yourself. So um, I'm a motivator. Like, I always motivate people. If people follow my Instagram, people know me. Um, they know that I'm always, like, motivating people on the daily. So I'm like, you know, you motivate other people. Like, motivate yourself. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> to do some things. Like, I, I do a lot, but it's just like, 
I feel like owning businesses or owning a business can help you with so many other aspects of your life. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's where it really came from. Like, okay, um, I know I want to do all of these things, but what's what can I do to make sure that I'm financially set, that my future kids are financially set, um, my current dog is financially set. <laughs> I work you in that class soon. Don't worry about it. I work hard so that my dog can have a better life. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dogs be living good ass lives. Yeah. I be jealous of some dogs. Oh, um, she, uh, she she lived better life than me. Uh, but I, I'm I'm um single right now, so this is my time to make sure that I'm doing everything that I want to do. You're very important to the culture, Absolutely. and I'll say this, man. Not only are you willingly willing willing to tell people how to treat you, but I got my own. I don't need none of you. So now, now you you're going to conform like you're going to fall in line when it comes to me like right. either what I want what I need or it ain't nothing at all like you don't need nothing right you're an you addition want. you're an, an addition, addition. And, I mean? and and it's vice versa when I come to your life I'm absolutely an you know I what expect saying? you so. to have it all together so we put it together so who motivates the motivator where does the motivator get their motivation from God mm. God in in order to um, understand the creation you got to go back to the creator so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not trying to like over spiritualize it or anything like that. That's just true. Like when you don't have anyone or even if you have people, but you just feel like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. That just that just means that your love tank is empty. And okay. who do you go for? <laughs> who do you go to for love? That's God. God is love. Right. Absolutely. So you're going to go to him to get it. So, you know, you might have people um, on the daily that you could probably go to or. Um, depend on, but honestly, when I'm empty, that's who fills me up. And to piggyback off what you were saying about this day and age and all the creatives, I said this before, and I'm happy that I found my lane because this is an era of creatives where people are working and living out their dreams. And I thank you for this. Well, hey, hey, I appreciate you yeah, and so those. Yeah, give a round of applause, a big one. Let's get that. Where we're okay. Yeah, I got the money. Yeah, I got on, Everybody I appreciate, clap, right? I appreciate people like you, and people you know, people that come through and support our dream. And I'm happy that we found something for us because at the end of the day, this is the era right. of working for somebody else for now and chasing your dream as well. Right. And I remember at one time, like I, I remember at one time, everybody thought they was a rapper, nobody mm-hmm. else or a, a baller. It was like nothing else. Nobody to do else could think of right. nothing else to do with That's themselves. True. Now. Man, how many people have we had come in here? You know what I mean? We we got a, a CEO for pastries. We had Q come through, who's basically connected us with all these uh, beautiful yeah. young people. Shout out to Q. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Q. Um, like we've had, you know, just so many different people doing so many different things. Nobody has come come in here and done the same thing. Yeah, and I, I appreciate people who provide platforms. Like this podcast and I did was my brother's idea, and I I ran with it with him. But when it comes to things that are needed. He pretty much takes care of all of that shit. We definitely and need this. People like Q, who we was at the first, I was at the first networking chill event, mm-hmm. and he did the, the follow up too. But it's people, and it's not him who's asking for recognition for anything. Right. He's giving the recognition to the people That's who are actually putting in work that deserve to be recognized within, you know what I'm saying, our city's limits. So it's people like that that we need so that it's you know what I'm saying, it gives everybody else the opportunity to say, hey, I'm doing this, check it out. You right. know what I'm saying? It's an avenue for everyone, and yeah. everyone can eat. Everyone can eat. Yeah, everybody. Dogs gotta eat. So one more time, plug your um, brand, your company. Tell so, us what it is. <laughs> uh, this is your girl Naja Tierra. Naja Tierra on Facebook. Ula Naj on Instagram and Snapchat. 
Um, this is Pipe It Up Pastries, and um, DM me or email me for <laughs> some pastries. How did you come okay. up with the name? Um, okay. Now, that's a good question <laughs> because a lot of people automatically go to the song Pipe It Up. <laughs> right. That's the first thing I thought. And that's a good thing because, you know, like I said, I motivate, so I'm all about, like, uplifting spirits, so that's mm-hmm. good. But honestly, um, I was looking for a name, right? And my friend was like, you keep busting your brain about this name. Like, it's just going to come to you when it comes to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just give yourself some time. Okay. I chose a name. It was, I ain't going to say the name. Who cares? Now, I want to hear the progression. <laughs> That's a part of the, of the advancement and the growth of the business. You're right. Because you know what? You got to tell the story for people to feel yeah. like it's relatable. So, okay. So, my first name was Classy Sweets. So, whoever okay. wants that, y'all can have it. Sounds like a Snapchat um, premium. It's all good, though. Okay. It was <laughs> <laughs> Classy Sweets at first. Um... And so I kept it there and I was just, you know, brainstorming, brainstorming, brainstorming. So then I was like, you know what? Like, what's my favorite part of making pastries? So I was just thinking like, my favorite part is when I'm creating with the icing. And the only way you can create with the icing is um, piping tips. So you have the piping bag, which the icing goes into, but there's different um piping tips that goes in the bag like at the beginning of the bag and that's how you're going to create your whatever vision you have because it's like starred ones it's um like just circle ones they have ones that make actually that makes flowers on your cupcakes like there's a million piping tips out there so that's I was news like, to me. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Mil- I knew a, you squeezed the, the you squeezed something. The bag, yeah, right? some per- Yeah, the so there's um there's a million piping tips out there, and that's how you're gonna know how your icing is gonna come out. Um, you can't just go and just use anyone because then right. you're gonna be like, oh, I want it this way. <laughs> so right. you just basically gotta get a whole bunch of piping tips and just make sure you're using the one that you want. I ha- I do have a favorite one, <laughs> but um, so I was like, hmm. Pipe it up, cause you're putting icing on these pastries. So Very creative. pipe it up is. I was like, why haven't any bakery thought of this? I was like, this, this is crazy. Very catchy. I was like, this is great. God yeah. saved that for me. Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he saved it for me. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, why haven't like anyone yeah. thought of this? Like especially bakers. Like yeah. you're piping. This for you. This is for me. Right, this is for lane. me. Pipe it up. See, okay? I don't know. This ain't the lane for me because if I was to make a cupcake, I probably spread the icing with a butter knife. It's like I do cake and shit. Just like there you go. It's oh like, yeah, just, that's not gonna look that nah, great. Um, if I'm making it for myself, it probably be good as shit though. Right? But I do want to say, um, in the near future, I am trying to open up a pastry lounge. Okay. Ooh. I'm not going to say too much, but that's all I'm going to say. And um, you got to look out for that. I am having a, an event in June. Um, I don't have a date yet, but I'm having an event in June where um, people are going to come and have a pastry lounge experience. Keep the brothers informed. We would yeah. love to support that vision. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. We'll be celebrating our three years of podcasting in June. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, that's pretty dope. But both our birthdays is in June. So, why not a little Ooh, bit of pastries, man? Okay. So, free entry. It's time for a change of pace. You watch Power, right? Yes. Okay. All right. They say this is a big witch town. Bow, bow. 
That's not. I just come from the post. That's not what. That's not what. No, no, no. That's no. not the note. No, no, it is. It what you say? I know my notes. I got vocals, goddamn. I don't know about the boom, boom. That was him. That does go. But anyways. <laughs> I don't know about that. You talk about I heard that, that was part. a remix. Up a song. That was a remix. I heard that part somewhere in the song. Okay. At the end, maybe. But yo, maybe. is it? Maybe I'm bugging. Maybe it's just me. But season six is coming up, and I don't hear nobody talking about it. Not, not even the peep from nobody. And usually, around this time of the year, people are asking, "Hey, when is Power coming back?" I personally, huh? no, no, I'm gonna let you finish. I personally haven't heard a peep. So. Are we still excited for Power? Season 6. Are we still excited? I'm going to tell you why after after uh, Naja goes. I am excited. excited. Um, Are you I as am. excited as like... like? No, honestly, because the last season, it was good, but I was like expecting more. But then again, you got to think about it. They can't give you everything. They got to keep yeah. you wanting more. So um, I think that Power is like one of the greatest shows on you television. Talk, yeah, it's one of the yeah. greatest shows. Like... You can't compare it to any other show. So, um, shout out to Fifty. So, (laughs) yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm excited for it um, because I'm never disappointed. Never. I'm never disappointed. It it doesn't matter. Even if it's a a filler episode, episode. yeah, I'm never disappointed. I'm still like, okay, next week was good. (laughs) So, um, I'm excited about it. Um, People probably aren't talking about it because like it's not a lot of promo for it right now. But when the promo like gets heavy. People are gonna start talking about it because they waiting for that. Honestly, yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. Like I agree with everything she said, but you're not hearing about power right now because niggas is worried about Game of Thrones, and it would be kind of foolish for them to try to promote right now with this Game of True. Thrones climate. It's True. not. It's not gonna work for them. So Game of Thrones is the hit all across the board. Maybe when when is the set to release? Uh, uh, um, power normally drops July. June, July, June, July. They flip flop. So maybe they'll start their promo run towards the end of Game of Thrones going out the window. Because I really don't see them winning over. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Can I, like, catch up now and then? No, I did. No, no, no. I I did. (laughs) You can catch up. You won't be caught up in time by Uh, the new season dropping. Oh, I'm a binge watcher. Yeah. Which is good because (laughs) now I have to watch Game of Thrones weekly. Instead, I watched watched it all binge watching. I did the same thing. I would rather binge watch. I love binge watching. I love it because you don't have to wait. I enjoy Game of Thrones very, very much. And I think that's the reason why there's no talk about power. And there's no there's no promotion behind it at this point yet. Right. But I feel like after the climate of this show, it's only six episodes. So they don't have to wait long for the cli- the Game of Thrones climate to uh die down a bit. But you know, I I, I feel like the promotion will come more towards the end of April, beginning of May. All right, you know right. what I'm saying? And it'll kind of transition from that show to this one. Because nobody's fucking with Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> it's not happening. Like, everything's shut down. Those other programs that come on at 9 p.m. on Sundays, when Game of Thrones, the, those ratings are going to fucking drop. Here's my thing. Power is one of the highest rated shows on Showtime. And Stars. Stars, my bad. What's on Showtime? Shameless. Shameless stars, my bad. Um, so with that being said, I've never, not never, but I haven't recently heard the comparison to Power and Game of Thrones till recently. Like when mm-hmm. Power was doing numbers, didn't didn't matter what show was on another network or what show was on. Like Power has its own fans, and you have people who watch both. So I don't look at it I as a, yeah. So I don't look at it as a competitive thing. Power has always broken records, regardless of what show was on with them or without. Mm-hmm. So I'm just basically going off the. Like, all three of us here think last season was good. But looking at the temperature of the room, 
I think a lot of people was disappointed in last year. And mm-hmm. I think that it that, wasn't it wasn't their best season, right. though. It was still worth watching. If you invest, see, I'm the kind of person when I when I'm invested in a story, the story, right. I'm gonna stick with it until I know how this shit plays out. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, it wasn't Power's best season, but right. it's it was still vital to the story that, that they're telling. If right. you're invested into the program, if you just uh, I'm watching because I heard it was hot, then if you fucked around and watched last season for the first time, that was your first taste of power. Like that part, first, yeah. <laughs> first taste of power. Then you probably gonna be like, nah, I can do without this shit. I'm about to go back and watch Game of Thrones again. And on top of that, there wasn't no Game of Thrones last year. Why do we keep saying Game of Thrones to power? I don't. But wait, it wasn't any Game of Thrones last year. So when it, when it came out, when Power came out, there was nothing in its way. I feel like like with big TV shows, they kind of go in order or based on the audience. The Game of Thrones audience outnumbers Power's audience by astronomical. Numbers. When does Game of Thrones come on? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Okay. Same time, Sunday at 9 p.m. Yeah, but people watch Power at midnight. Yeah, people watch Power on their app. Yeah, people watch Power on demand and shit. All Sunday. Hello. (laughs) They watch it three times if friends come over and then the next batch of friends come over, they're going to watch it again. Right. They're going to watch it three times that day. I'm definitely interested in Power. I just think um, once they start to promotion again and they reintroduce what's happening, uh, what's happened with what they what they got going on for this season, then it'll start to pick up momentum. Yeah. Two questions, and one of the questions is for you, for you, you only. <laughs> um, so the question that I have for all of us is: there pressure for this season to be better, or or because fans like us, we believe in the story, but the overall agenda is: should this season be better for them to uh, move forward? It should definitely be better, um, only because, like we said um, last season, it was like a filler season. Um, but it was very vital to the story, so I think that this season they gotta they gotta come hard, they or they're gonna lose. Yeah. They can't yeah. afford another filler no. season. They no. can't afford another filler no. season because that audi- was their first filler season to me. Yeah, the audience, listen, audience, audiences today are thirsty for like niggas want somebody to die every episode. Like that's how <laughs> that's niggas watch power. Like or, who or, the fuck about to get or Ghost and Angela or ghost, dry I humping. See, I want to see them fucking. No they want to see. I get it. I get it. Y'all like each other. All right, cool. <laughs> Tired of seeing Amari's cheeks on my fucking screen. I don't want to see that shit no more. But I want to see, you know, a yeah. new girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I think they need to really go forward with the whole, like, Dre's got to die in, like, the first three or four episodes. And then you take the Jimenez out at some point after that. But, like, I watched the whole season last season. Like, yo, they got to kill this nigga. Oh, this nigga's dead. Season finale comes. This nigga's still alive. What the fuck is going that's on? That's to keep you wanting <laughs> you know that saying? next season. Right, so that's to keep me wanting for next season. Now, I can't right. go a whole nother season. Yeah, nah. Whether this nigga to die, he nah. don't fucking... I'm like, all nah. right, nigga. Like, and, and then you know what kills you? When people die that wasn't supposed to die. Wasn't like, supposed to die. we wasted a death. No, you know what, though? But when, I like... Because when somebody dies they're not supposed to, the person who did it or who was involved, they don't get away. Like, now they now the story uh, starts to revolve around that shit. Tyreek's still alive, though. Oh, he about to get it though. Raina wasn't supposed to oh. die. I mean, he didn't kill her. Um, but well, technically he did. Well, no, te- technically he did. She'd be alive if it wasn't for Tyreek. Right. Not true. That's true. Not true. She went out looking for Tyreek. Because she, she gonna step to the cop. I know who you are, Ray Ray. What the fuck are you doing? That's yeah, Raina, what, Raina that's Raina what women, women women are bold. Girls, your sisters, your well, the, sometimes the, the women it's get you the mothers. That's because we love advanced. Women? Yeah. Women will get in your grill, bro. Like, we will run because we know it's the cop. But women... Who's the stupid one? I'm not saying <laughs> it's fuck? stupid. Yes, it is. It I mean, it may be stupid in that yeah, aspect. In that but... aspect that we're talking about, that was dumb. Like, 
You know this nigga. I know who you are. Why the fuck are you approaching this man who's a dangerous person if you know who he is? I wasn't. I wasn't expecting him to kill a little girl. Right. As a young, I shot her ass. No, she well, just told right. me she knows you, who I am. You, as a grown man, but as a young girl who just running off at the mouth, she don't understand that what right. she did was identify a murderer. Right. So he has to kill her. He has to kill her. But she don't know that. Right. She not thinking. If he, if I see his face, he'll kill me. She's not that advanced. This is the part. Advanced. This is the part about the entire dynamic with their family that pisses me off is that they didn't make their kids aware. They sheltered them because they thought they were protecting them. When in actuality, you were crippling them, not having, letting them have this information. And she would have actually known what type of trouble she was in or what type of person they that guy was. Yeah, they sheltered. She their wouldn't kids. have walked over to that guy like that and said they that. They sheltered you know their what kids. Saying? They were so, too yeah. sheltered and too. They didn't know shit. So yeah. that was they ain't jump out the porch yet. But right. we do know why though, right? Ghost and uh, Tasha live the hard life, so they put their kids up in the Yo, high living yeah. a hard life. They, living, they were, they were, they were living a hard they life. They are living. Ain't shit been nice for them but since the they've been moving that But isn't that the normal? Isn't That's that not, what some yeah. uh, some people do? My life was hard. So I'm gonna make sure my kids never see the hood. It backfired on them. Yes. Yeah, because they were. St- but then you gotta also think about it and say, you know, since I experienced that. Like, I'm a great person right now. So, like, you got to balance it out. Like, the, the kids got to know a little bit. Like, right. I'm not saying introducing to them, but they're going to know. So, you got to balance it so that they are able to gain all the things that y'all gain. Right. You know what I mean? Like, my characteristic issue, and everything. My issue is that, all right, the way it sounds is as, as if they're no longer living this dangerous life. They were just as much in it now in the penthouse as they were when they was living in the hood in Queens. Yeah, I think uh, once the kids you know got older, they could have like... Like, they were still doing the same exact dimension. shit. Like, ghosts getting death threats. You got a man in here eating dinner with your family. He was trying to, to clean you. it up, though. Like, yeah. was, it's, Tasha it's was Tasha like, fault. nah. It's Tasha, um, it's Tasha fault. This is what we Absolutely. know. This is what we know. This is what we do. Ghost I'm locked like, up. The kids no. running around crazy. You fucking my lawyer. Bitch, shit is fucked up. Child, just fucked up. But just, but just like you said, Ghost, his job... He thought his job was to clean everything up, not explain nothing to nobody. He right. didn't explain nothing to Tasha. He, he didn't explain nothing to Tommy. He is just, I'm Mr. Clean Up, man. Extra alpha. He ain't explained it to herself. I got to kill this nigga. I'm ghost. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But the last question that I wanted to ask. Was, Wait, is that a. He's ghost, so he don't have to tell y'all what he right. has to tell. He, you you kind of realize I mean why word, he's ghost. I mean the word ghost. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the word ghost, yeah, but the person ghost was probably the worst ghost <laughs> of all time because he always got fucking caught. He did. Some ghost you are, my nigga. He did. <laughs> um, so the last question I wanted to ask about you was um, everybody has their opinion on Angela and Tasha. Mm-hmm. Were you the I hate Tasha or were you the... Not, not Tasha, but Angela. Were you the I hate Angela or were you the team Tasha type of vibe? No, that's always I mean, the discussion. I honestly didn't have, I didn't pick a side, um, and that doesn't mean I condone in you know having a side chick or anything like that. Um, but I know that things happen, and I know that no one's perfect. You know what I mean? Like you can't really have an opinion on a situation until you're placed in that position. So I feel like. Um, Ghost as a man, you know, he probably was thinking with his other head. Um, So, you know, and and nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So I feel like when he said, you know, dang, I was in love with her when I was younger. This is my chance. Um, He didn't know. Boom, she's working for the DA. Like, he didn't know all that stuff. So he's just thinking like, yo, you know what I mean? And when you're trying to. (laughs) The irony. Um, But when you're in your head, when you're trying to clean up your your life because that's what he was trying to do he was trying yeah. to clean up his life yeah. and you have a wife that wants to stay in, in the in the dirty game 
you're like, when you get we someone like Angela, paths. you're like, this is what I want in my wife. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he has a lot of things in in his mind that he's thinking about. So it just it just happens so swiftly. So I just feel like I didn't pick a side, and okay. and and I commend Tasha because like even though he messed up, she still was trying to you know play her part, and she still was trying to That's true. make it work. Like she 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 did her part as a wife. She could have did him dirty. She could have did him so dirty. Worse. She did her part as a wife, so I, I commend her. She really couldn't though because. She would. She was just as implicated as him. So yeah, like, but they could have gave her. They would have gave her a deal for him. They would have. Because they wanted ghosts. They wanted ghosts. They didn't want they didn't Tasha. Want exactly. <laughs> and then you know, I feel like she she endured a lot, but she did. It, she you know, it made did. her stronger. And all she had to do was go clean in season one. I didn't pick sides. Baby on the beach drinking fucking mai tais. I didn't shit. pick sides. I just I wasn't team ghosts. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're here because talking about that, I came up with a random question to ask. I just want to know because mm-hmm. I hear this. Um, Debate all the time, and mm-hmm. women have a different answer from men mm-hmm. when it comes to the situation. When you're married, mm-hmm. but you move out, and the divorce is in process, mm-hmm. and you find out that your man, your husband, still is is sleeping with another woman. Mm-hmm. Men seem to get killed by that, and men's mentality be well, we're not together, mm-hmm. and we're the divorce isn't finalized yet, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Women normally say, but we're still married. Mm-hmm. So break that down to me on the like the science behind. Women, not all women, but some women's energy when it comes to that. Like, if, if we're over, we're over, right? Or am I bugging? Honestly, um, for most women, if they if they respond that way, then it's not really over for them. Mm, okay. Um, because when, a, uh, like R. Kelly said, when a woman's fed up, <laughs> yeah. ain't nothing you can do about it. So yeah. I feel like when a, a woman really is over it. She's not gonna. She's gonna be happy. Like she's gonna be happy for him. You know what I mean? You go and do your own thing. Just be respectful about it because we're still going through this process. Don't put me through more than I've already gone through, mm-hmm. or don't put us yeah. through more than we've don't, already don't gone make through. It more hot. Right? Don't make it more complicated. Yeah. Do your do your thing, but just wait until things are finalized to be out and open with it. Like don't give people the opportunity to speculate or make you know draw their opinions or come to me and say, oh, I seen you doing this and doing that. But if a, a woman is over it, she gonna be okay. With you moving on, but when she's not, um, now nah, we still together. <laughs> and <laughs> so, that's what those no. off men because what you doing? All <laughs> because we're not that bright. We're not that bright when it comes to that. We yeah. all sit here and say, "But I thought it was over." But and the it, woman be like, "Well, you should have fought with me." Kind of like the acrimony movie. Are, I'm not gonna say men aren't that bright. It's just it's the signs. We don't it's, read the it's signs. Just, well. it's, yeah, it's, yeah, no. Men go it's off, okay. Men go off words. Like you said, you want a divorce. I'm not looking for no riddle in your eyes to tell me that you still want to be together. That's true. Like you said, this is what it is. Like That's communication true. is the number one thing with us doing whatever we're doing. So if That's this true. is what you say, and, all and, right, and why women, would I question it after that? You want a divorce? This ain't no serious shit. This ain't no shit you just say out of anger or that you mad. If you say some shit like that, that means you mean it. And if you're going through the process of doing it, why would I think otherwise in that situation? Oh, you still, we getting a divorce. All right, she still want me to. I'm like, what, nigga? <laughs> and women have to um, take that into consideration um, that men aren't. Mind readers, absolutely. Um, but like earlier, I let you know you should have met me at the door. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah. So you just gotta be upfront um, about you know what you really want, and uh, it's a pride thing uh, on both sides. It's a pride yeah. thing. Um, men are like, oh well, you said it, so that's what I'm yeah. gonna give you. I feel like, and women are like, that's not what I meant. Well, you should have knew. Yeah. It's a pride thing. You got to put that pride aside. I feel like it comes to a point where you, you kind of stop and look like, 
all right, this situation is hot, and I don't. I really didn't intend for it to get this hot. And you'd have a conversation to express what the fuck I really meant mm-hmm. when I said what I said at that time. Because a lot of times when you speak emotionally, you don't. You never really say how you feel outside of the anger, or you might have said how you felt, but now that that moment's it's gone, and now you don't feel that way no more. But like niggas still going off what was said during the argument. Like you don't take shit back. You don't. You're not supposed to say. Shit, like I want a divorce in the middle of an argument. Like that's some real shit, and it's right. gonna stick. Whoa, 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 whoa. So breaking news no was no, How about that? It's not breaking news, but man, one of the biggest things that I seen happen this week was the Raz B B two K Chris Stokes situation. Man, uh, so the Millennium Tour kicked off, and I think they're about like a weekend. And Raz B uh, quit the tour. Because he said he can feel Chris Stokes feel around, and he didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Later on, he went on to rejoin the tour, because um, I think he said in his video, uh, Omarion, if you want me to come back, just let me know, and I'll consider it. So I guess the boys talked them into it. Mm-hmm. B2K might have broke up around 2004, I think, and a lot of people didn't know why. Um, if you actually look from the outside in, you could just think that all R&B groups the lead singer normally goes off and do his own thing. So right. It's nothing to it. But B2K made it dramatic. Like, oh. Uh, uh, there was a lot of shit going on. There was a lot of stuff yeah. that he was going through. Uh, Omarion said that they was getting in the fights uh, uh, months prior. Um, um, but the three members outside of Omarion said that they were getting money taken from them. And Raz B said that Chris Stokes molested them, sexually assaulted, sex, uh, sexually assaulted him and others. I don't know who the others are, but he said others. Oh. Amarion decided to stay with Chris Stokes because Chris Stokes was like a father figure to him. So when this tour got put together, my first thought was, so "That's stupid, guys! I didn't Is this camera it. on me? Yes, that's <laughs> stupid. Use your common sense." <laughs> when this tour got put together, first thing I thought about was Rasby. This is before he left the tour because uh, Chris Stokes was around. I, I wouldn't want to do no business with Omarion. Just the way he did leave them and you stayed with the guy that who allegedly sexually assaulted people in that camp and your guy, Raz B, said he did. Because if he said he, because if he did it or not, if your man say, hey, this is what happened, you got to do a thorough investigation. And to me, it didn't seem like he cared at all. To yeah. me, uh, uh, what's his name? Marcus Houston didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were like the big brothers to B2K right, uh, right. Immature in them So when they was doing the tour I'm just like somebody needs some money It's not you All of them You're sure. not really doing it for Technically all of them The right cause one of them niggas Now I remember when Raz B was first going through this People was laughing at him Why? Because mm-hmm. it was a guy It was a boy It was a man Talking about he was sexually assaulted And he got laughed out the building And people thought he was crazy And everybody just ignored him But in the era that we in now mm. um, With Raz B coming out And talking about sexually assault I think mm. he's got more people's attention yeah. But I still see people Trying to get at Raz B Because there's so many people That's coming out the woodworks Saying that they have been Sexually assaulted by um, People in power People, you know Famous Singers, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. you know, is just is just more relevant right now. I think with um, unfortunately with Raz B, it was kind it's kind of the same narrative as with Terry Crews when he was sexually assaulted. I mean, you you're a man, you're a big man, and you just you sit there and let someone assault you. I feel like when it's the, when it's on the man, people look like oh, you can do something about it. Like 
you, you yeah. can physically get back at you know what I'm saying. I, that really don't, but, I really don't like that. Yeah, that's not that's not fair because you know when when he came out and said it and I caught wind of the story, um, I just saw people laughing at him, and I'm like I'm looking and I'm recognizing the people laughing. I was like, this is the same motherfucker who was tight at R. Kelly when the victims was telling their story. So how the fuck can you be uh, pro the R. Kelly victims but against Lil Fizz, whatever the fuck his name, Raz, Raz B. Uh, Raz B, when he, he's telling about him being sexually assaulted. And like, I think it is because he's a man. Because uh, like, he's, he's a man. man because um, society, you know, always look at the man like, you know, a person that is very masculine, very hard, um, no feelings. You know, right. it's just, it, it's unfortunate. Um, but society looks at men in that, in that aspect. But I mean, truth be told, a man can say that. Uh, he was raped by a woman. If you didn't want it, it was rape. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, and, and people are like, it's a woman though. Like, who don't want sex? Okay, but. <laughs> I didn't want it from her. Exactly. Like, like if you didn't want it, you didn't want it. Yeah. You know, it's rape. Um, or if you're younger and it's somebody older, it's, it's molestation. It's, like, right. it is what it is. And, um, honestly, like, he, he could say like, oh, you know, I'm getting married to a woman. And they'd be like, oh, nah, he gay because yeah. he got molested. Like, he didn't choose that. And he's right. not what someone else put on him. Like, this you know what I'm saying? good, too, by the way. I seen him. And, um, oh, that's the girl that, oh. The light-skinned girl? Oh, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, I, girl. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I did see her. She is pretty. Um, But, you know, you can't automatically say he's gay just because, you know, uh older people were making him do things you know what i mean like because as a young kid you really don't you really don't know even if you even if you enjoyed it like it's just a sexual pleasure you, you feel me so um if people are teaching you that that's okay you're automatically going to think in your mind that's okay and when you get older you look back and you're like that wasn't that okay, wasn't okay. Right. and that really now messes you, you up, up. Yeah. yeah that messes you that's up and, and people don't people don't look at it like that they just think nah you're just crying you just probably trying to uh get some money yeah. or blase blase but um he's also said about you know other members of the group and you know what they had them doing and stuff like that and i just feel like he not going just out himself he had to like he felt like he had to out them because no one was speaking up you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. and um i mean i believe him it, it, it could it could be very true i'd have felt some kind of way if i was him if i'm if i'm if i'm raz and we all in a group and we do everything together. We talk about shit and something happens to me that's traumatic to me from somebody that's managing our fucking group. And I'm like, yo, flaw this nigga. Be in the back. Like, oh, man, you wildin'. Like, what the fuck you mean? I'm like, nigga, you hear what the fuck I'm telling you? That's like, exactly that can, my point. That can, that can definitely grow resentment within the bonds of, that, uh, of those friendships. And, and shit. that's traumatizing, like, especially. Absolutely. I can imagine him being on stage singing the songs and then he catch a glimpse of rehearsal or something singing that same song and something transpiring afterwards yeah. like it probably just struck a nerve with him he's yeah. like no i don't feel i don't feel this shit and but, i definitely won't work with nobody that well, listen, to me right i think amarion is a sucker for it even like for, for him to i just think he's a sucker for it but how hard could it be if amarion and chris stokes is still cool to say listen don't come to the tour you still allowed this man to was come he around. There? Was he there? They said he was around. So uh, unless Raz B is just like hallucinating, they just said he was around. I'm pretty so, sure he is. If you're working with him, he's probably around. But as the as a Mariana leader of the group, as the as Mr. B2K, as the only guy that stayed with Chris Stokes, Chris Stokes 
he can believe Chris Stokes. He could believe that Rasby is bugging. Whatever he believed. I I've never seen proof. I've never so but but if you make my guy uncomfortable on this tour, stay home. This is a B2K thing. It's not an Omarion thing. You manage me. What are you even doing here? Like, well, he found it. He, right. You doing you, here? That's, that's, that's pedophile. What exactly are you I'm doing I'm trying to find a exactly. word. Not stalkish, but that's what them pedo- Like, when, when R. Kelly got out of jail, it's he went like, to McDonald's. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they stay around, they pray. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a um, control thing. Like, they, they, they're addicted Ooh, like to having power. It's a power trip. Like, it's like they're addicted to having power. He pointed that nigga from the crowd like... Or just gave him that look like... You see me. You, like... Stop talking about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, it, I, I feel like people should be held accountable for their actions because these people are still in positions where they could do it again. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. But um, And people always be like, I can't believe that happened. Like, that happened in real life. People, right. family members molest them. Like, right. So why would you think shit, that, man. you know... Uh, uh, Tour manager or yeah, music manager like, of a group. They, every, they have their own fetishes and... We ain't condoning in them, but and I don't think he was ever questioned. No, anything. and that's the same. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like happened. you're, and you're still in a position where if an if a kid came out and you are able to manage him, it could happen again. Right. Like no one's and saying anything. And then everybody would say, "Oh, Rasby wasn't." Tripping. And you also got to look yeah. at the case that uh, R. Kelly, for some reason, only mentors underage girls. For some reason, them the only ones who want to come to his camp. Chris Stokes, honestly, all his groups have been kind of like young boys, right? That's what I'm saying. Like he had immature when they was. It's young. always a pattern, and like, and we don't pay attention. Your only artists have been kids. Yeah, I I, mm. I remember seeing a picture of immature floating around on the internet with all three of them niggas sitting on the bed and they drove, like not performing or like nothing. They was that's just like, something that a that's what I'm saying. Like exactly. Bed, I watched Law and Order. Like, exactly, weird. exactly. Weird. And and Rasby was saying like, oh yeah, you know. I'm not going to just sit around and act like this didn't happen to me. I'm not going to sit around and act like he have me doing sexual acts to other members in the group. You know what I'm saying? Or close, like, you know, members, brothers or something like that. He's like, I'm not going to sit around and act like, and he wasn't just saying Chris Stokes. He was saying uh, other people in higher power too. It was like, he was like, I'm not going to say that they weren't making certain members of the groups do stuff to each other as kids. Like your kids. That's crazy. um, I ain't got no kids yet. People be trusting people with their kids with these fucking Because of the money. Man. Like, yeah. nah, They're like, man. I want my kid to be a star. You I know what I'm saying? I shot of Chris Stokes. Hello? I just hope, we just hope the best for Raz B and nigga. for men, for boys like Raz B, man. But like like we said, when he first came out with this, a lot of this Me Too stuff, a lot of this stuff happening now wasn't out, man. Right. And right. everybody got written him. off as crazy. Right. He just, he, he's a nut. But now, um, even though he's still getting laughed at by some, because you can't. Right. Everybody's not going to I jump mean, on. even other victims are yeah. being laughed at. So. Right. Right. It's just like, this doesn't guarantee you 100% support. Right. We hear you now, man. And like something, an investigation of something needs to be looked at for Stokes, man. I guess he can't find no more kid people, no, no more little boys to manage because he and, ain't got no groups. And nobody because, no boy band groups no more anyway. Hello. Um, but <laughs> um, men are, are afraid. Because look, if you see one being laughed at, you ain't yeah. coming out. Yeah. Men suffer in silence, man. Men suffering silence. For a lot of things. Yeah. For a lot of we things. We ain't got nothing to say because ain't nobody trying to hear us, man. Creepy fuckers. It's nasty, man. So this is the segment of the episode where we go fresh or fiasco, man. We talk about a topic and you say whether it's fresh or fiasco and why. So let's get this started, man. The NBA players have had enough. Recently, Russell Westbrook got into a verbal altercation with a Utah Jazz couple. He actually said he'd F up. One of the uh, fans, which happened to be a woman, 
and he f up the husband as well. He said, "I'll fuck you and your wife up." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a few months ago, Blake Griffin got into it with um, I forgot where they were, um, but a fan told him something, called him a boy, mm-hmm. allegedly, and that's what Blake heard, and he rushed the crowd, but he was restrained. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant recently, like a few weeks ago, got into it with some fans. So fresh and fiasco NBA players actually trying to get into physical altercation with NBA fans. Mm. I'm going to say fiasco. Um, it's fucked up that they got to deal with that. But when you get heckled by a fan, this is I played basketball in my youth, so it happens. And this is like NBA players who get these niggas been getting heckled since Elementary school. Like, mm-hmm. It's been fans in the crowd talking shit since when you started playing real competitive basketball for your high school, for your AU team, for your college, or wherever it was that you played to excel your game to the point where you're at. So I feel like there has to be a better job of the players being able to, you know, handle that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I, I'm sure Jordan got shit talked like a motherfucker. I don't never remember seeing Jordan or altercations in the crowd and a bunch of other players who were dominant, prominent players in their prime that probably got heckled just because they are who they are. Like when yeah. you're that good, people are gonna talk shit. It's just it is what it is. Now there is a line for the fans. I feel like like you as a fan, they probably feel as though I paid X amount of dollars for these seats. I'm sitting right behind or right next to whoever it is. I'm gonna say whatever I want. That's fine and dandy, you know, but even like as a man, like you should, or a a human being, you should have respect for that person. Yes, it's a game. Yes, they're playing against your team, but that don't give you the right to disrespect that man. So I feel like there should be um, some type of new order put in place by Adam Silver that either separates how much space is between the players and the fans, Mm -hmm. because NBA is the only sport where the fans are that close. Right. Hockey, they got a wall between them and the fans. Football players, you can't, you ain't nowhere near the right. motherfuckers on the, on the field. Baseball, like they in the dugout underneath, right? they can't even see the fucking fans unless they come out the dugout. The NBA is literally the only professional sport where I can buy a ticket and I'm literally sitting right next to Russell Westbrook. Fuck you, boy. You ain't shit. You <laughs> sorry. Like hearing that all day would really, really piss me off. But at the same time, if you're a professional, that's what's going to happen. But there are some players who just take it past what's needed. I think Russell Westbrook, for example, I think he has a terrible attitude. And I don't think his terrible attitude helps the scenario that much because what's going to continue happening is he's going to continue to talk to fans. Fans are going to continue to talk back to him. And we live in a trendy era. So now the NBA fans around the world see this all over Sports Center. So what's going to happen when he comes to that arena tomorrow night after the fan just finished watching him go back and forth with another fan? They're going to antagonize it. It's going to happen. They're going to antagonize it. And that's where I feel like the professionalism of the player comes into play. And you can just tap a security guard. Hey, yo, he's he, he talking disrespectful. He needs to be escorted right, from the right. game. Simple. Get his ass out of here. Well, nah, like, my thing is, I saw the malice in the palace, and that was brutal. Very and brutal. the fan actually drew threw a drink at Ron Artest, and it was like one of the ugliest scenes in the NBA mm. for black Depending people. on how you're looking at it. It, I, was, it, was, it was an ugly scene. I thought it was kind of cool. Especially for black people, just because the way we are, like, we... You live on a thin line. It's a thin line between You remember us. when Jermaine O'Neal hooked that nigga up? Yeah. Like he ran All down that. the end of the court? All of that. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a thin line we uh, live on um, that 
either they love us and then they don't like they don't love us because of mistakes that people make because we're just people in general and mm-hmm. no, nobody's perfect mm-hmm. but right. but we have to be perfect in order for people to actually just like us for a day and right. then you got to be perfect tomorrow and you got to be perfect when you play too you got to be a perfect person when you're talking to the fans in the media and you got to be perfect when you actually step on the court so there was like, a time in the NBA um like in the 70s i think where the NBA was like just full of Black people, black people, and, and they white really people play, wasn't going, and white people wasn't going to the games because it was too black. It was a lot of fights. A lot of times when you see the NBA highlights, you yep. see players fist fighting. Right, white people didn't like that, so they had to bring in this Larry Bird guy. They had to bring in like the Magic Johnson. That's where the whole black Free versus white, yeah. Lakers versus Boston thing came about. Right. Then Jordan, came, so the NBA got better. Sometimes you got to go full circle to get back to that spot. So the NBA just might be headed to that dark spot where the fans and the players are disconnected. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but with that being said, it's hard for the players to be like, hey, yo, security said something or she said something to me, and you want to ban this fan for life because I need proof. You can't just tell me that I cursed you out and then I can't look, I can no longer come to a game. There, there has to be some things that do, do transpire to make the players safe. I'm going to go fiasco because I just don't want to see players and uh, fans getting into it. But there has to be a better way. I don't even like players. I don't even like to see players fighting. Like that's annoying. You fucking up the game. Now I get niggas get mad and everything like that. But I agree. Just like when the Serge Ibaka and was fighting my man from uh, Cleveland. Like I felt bad for that kid because it don't look like nothing really transpired for Serge to do what he did to him. So it was like, what the fuck are you doing? You fucking up the game. So I don't know. I feel like. I feel like something needs to happen. Maybe they don't sell like the first five rows around the arena next to the players or some shit. But do they have? Space. Do they have like um, quarterly or yearly um, like some type of management training for um, these sports players because um, they are going through a lot of stress and um, maybe they should have like mandatory like counseling or something like that, just or some something to relieve the stress. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that. Um, cause sometimes it might not be that big of a deal, but mm-hmm. because you're under a lot of stress, it's like, who gonna get this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Work. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I feel like they should probably put something in place where, um, the athletes are, um, media trained. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because like you have a job to do and nothing, I mean, nothing, especially not words. Should be able to um, keep you from getting that coin, so. especially if you're making millions. Of, yeah, like Russell no. Westbrook signed a two hundred million dollar contract. So not only are you going home, or you taking home two hundred million. I'm pretty sure you have a huge house. Your family is secure. Um, but th- but it depends on the day of the week, that's the hour saying. of the day. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's still, bad times. Yeah, there's still people. We I, have bad times. I, personally, I think Russell Westbrook has a bad attitude. So it don't. When people talk to him and, and nag at him, it, it, it doesn't help how he feels right. or how he responds to it. And it doesn't help that he's having one of the worst shooting seasons of a professional player could possibly ever have. But so he's probably can. feeling the stress from that. His, his, yeah. He's probably feeling the stress from that. All the talk from just regular sports center talk. He's not this. He's not that. The thunder ain't yeah. this ain't that. Yeah. Mixed with the fan. You know what I'm saying? And all that shit like that during the game. So it probably does bleed over and boil over. But I think that's the time for him as a professional to then, like, you're not going to win going back and forth with a fan. Like, right, you're always right. going to be made to be the bad guy also, in that instance. It's not going to be good for you. Also, life could just be going bad. You know what right. I mean? That's true. Maybe Might not be happy home. Some shit. Who knows? Definitely right. family. But that's what I'm shit. saying. They, they need something in place right. so that they they are able to release that stress. I think um, they will. I think yeah. Adam Silver will work on it. I like what you said about, um like, 
fan handling. Maybe they have yeah. some type of seminar or right. counseling session where they it should be mandatory so that they won't be messing up their coin. Because not right. only are you messing up your own coin, you messing up your teens' coin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and if the fans stop paying tickets, uh, you're messing up exactly. your money. And then on top of that, as well, I remember a few years ago. That was more than a few years ago. I remember when JJ Reddick was the best college basketball player in college, and he played for Duke. And when he would go to opposing teams' uh, stadiums to play, they would talk about his sister. Like he said, motherfuckers got his phone number and was texting him and, and uh, uh, calling, talking trash. You're gonna die. Your sister ain't this, that, and the third like that. Could a college player then go talk shit? That's to a different, player? bro. Can't no white man call me no monkey? Like, like what's, what's that? The, I mean, I'm not don't, dis- don't dis- tell me what's the disrespect. Is disrespect, bro? Like it's disrespectful. Like right, I'm saying, like right. I, ain't, I ain't about to go. I ain't about to. <laughs> I mean, white you, man. Like get get on your knees, monkey! Like it's it's levels to the disrespect. And that, yeah, it is. And that's why we take the that's why I, we I take the disrespect. Disrespect is disrespect to me. Like if you if you said I got an ugly face or you talked about my you disrespect me. That's all I know. And I get and I get to react how I feel appropriate at that point. Yeah. Now you could add levels to it, but at the end of the day, how do you respond to it if you in that same position? I, we could be on the same court. Somebody could say something to me that don't bother you, and I'm up. I'm I'm ready to fuck this nigga up, and you telling me to chill. But then we play another game tomorrow, and the shoes on the other foot. You always gotta think about it. Um, your anger is your secondary emotion, so mm-hmm. it's it's a root to why you're actually angry that that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. not just oh he said that. You know you might be re- dealing with like you know rejection you know what i mean like you, right. it's some underrooted thing that made you react the way you react but like i said you got to deal with you know yourself so that you're able to block that out cuz you're not messing up your coin i don't and, care and I'm some people are mentally mentally ready to go for somebody who disrespect them when right. it comes to like slavery or the n word so some people will just be like if any white man say this racism but you got to deal with that they're going to they're going to so and some people might not care about that oh it's just a word some people actually say the n word is just a word call me n i g g e r r you want but I'm a rich one and you're paying me you can react to that any way you want right you definitely can cuz you got to think about like you're and and then again that emotion is just temporary so like you got to think about it it might you might be like riled up about it right now but you know, in a couple of hours you're gonna be all right, right, or a couple of days you're gonna be all right, depending on the situation. But just don't go in the game, the game. Get extra. You gotta furious be able to be like, yo, out. this is temporary. Is this about to put me in a position where some negative outcome is gonna happen after this? Or you know what I mean? Like, what's going yeah. on? Like, it's an opportunity to to reverse the setup. Because mm-hmm. trust me, like <laughs> opportunities, <laughs> they are not made for you to easily get in them you know what i'm saying right, like right. It's, it's it's made to keep you out so you got to fight to stay in you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah. yeah i just just to, and i think they just need to do something that gives the, the the players a little bit more space from the fans i feel like that'll help a lot that's true fresher fiasco the fresh prince of bell air fan fan trailer mm. um i'm gonna go for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, though, I seen it on Facebook where fans made a trailer of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air into an upcoming movie. Don't know the movie's actually coming out. Shows a little darker side to the Fresh Prince, you know, like not goofy, but he was actually sent to Bel Air from Philly because he had a gun on him. I don't know if that was actually what Will Smith yeah, I was actually about did. That. Um, I think he got um, basically with the with the how the intro shows the ball hit a thug. And the thug approached Will. They roughed him up, and Ma sent him away because he was in trouble. Right. But this clip shows guns fall out. It's a serious mom. Right. You got to go to Bel Air. Uncle Phil's going to take care of you. Blah blah blah. So you know, it's a darker side to the Fresh yeah, Prince. Yeah. Fresher fiasco. This fan trailer movie. 
I'm going to go fresh. I like it. I thought it was pretty dope. <laughs> you couldn't tell me last week the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is going to turn into a movie. I wouldn't be interested. That's, that's facts. I would be like, whatever, it's trash. Uh, I don't see that happening. That's like turning the Martin series into a movie. Right. right? I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't see movies in these shows. But the way that these young people did mm-hmm. it, and once again, mm-hmm. put respect on it because it's a Hello. fan trailer. Like, they did it themselves. Like, no Hollywood, no nothing. They did it themselves. Man. And it's a fan trailer. And I was watching that, believing that this was actually a real movie that was going to be coming out. And it looks impactful. It looked powerful. I'm going to go fresh for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air movie with that same cast. I want them people to do the movie. Exactly. I say fresh too. I say fresh too because when I watched it, honestly, I was like, uh, where's the release date? Like, <laughs> when is this coming out? Because, like you said, I can't see movies coming out of these uh, comedy mm-hmm. um, shows or whatever like that. So, um, and honestly, like you said, big ups to um, the directors and, you know, the creators of um, that movement because we're thinking like a movie can't, you know, a serious movie can't come out of this. And look what they did. I'm like, this is dope. I mean, hmm. and we find out they did it on the iPhone. I tell them. I'm that shit right on iMovie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm like, yo, this is, dope. I was really waiting for the end. Like when's the release date? Yeah. Like, I really hope that somebody picks this up. I really hope that um, it gets the um, it goes in theaters. Matter of fact, like, don't Will Smith got Netflix a production something. studio? Overbrook. Matter of yeah. fact, Overbrook. Over Matter of fact, let's tag Will, Will Smith. Smith. Okay, um, let's he tag will post him. that shit on his Instagram too. He, will. he definitely will. I I think that he would be super interested. Probably. You know. Um, I'm gonna say fiasco. Oh. I think it was creative what they did, but I didn't really enjoy, like, I didn't feel like I wanted to watch it afterwards. I saw Fresh Prince. I saw this shit happen a million times. Like, West Philadelphia, you're born and raised on the playground. I, I didn't really get the I've same feel, though. Yeah, I seen it. I, and then I didn't know, like, where would it end? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, mm. I was more interested in, like, how they would end it as opposed to the basis. I know the basis of it. What's but no now story you're taking, with it? You're taking a, you're taking a, um, you're taking a, a series. Which how many seasons it had, I don't know. But you're taking a series and turning it into a movie and you're showing a darker side of what we already know. So how would it end? I was more interested in where they were taking it as opposed to it being uh, uh, a movie being made out of a show that we grew up enjoying. Um, I thought it was dope what they did, how they uh, how they shot it, how they promoted it and made it a trailer. But it didn't really make me want to like sit in the theater and watch a Fresh Prince movie. Okay. I I can see that because as to where you like where you going with this like it's dope yeah but and then the, the trailer the trailer went off like halfway like while they were like still like playing the trailer like it just like cut off oh well, it's a fan trailer they ran out of money I, don't, I, mean, I don't remember reading I'm, the phone I, I was know. like well what, what the fuck this? I was like well what the fuck I was into the trailer but then it kind of just cut off it wasn't like a coming soon or like a, a release it, date soon or nothing it was just like empty it just I'm cut thinking off. they're probably gonna like it's because it started so dark and like. I feel like it's gonna probably um, like relay a message that like even if something starts out bad, it could end up good. So I'm thinking maybe whatever Will's dreams was will actually come into mm-hmm. fruition. So that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking um, because I it kind of end with the whole basketball thing and they show like love and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking it's just gonna be like turn from dark to light. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Gotcha. That's what I got from it. 
So let me know how it is when it come out. Oh, it's coming out. <laughs> let me know how it is. I'm, I'm gonna reserve my ticket money for the first couple of weeks. This is the part of the episode where we can relax. Fresco has a little segment that he does. It's called. Fuck is you doing? People crazy. Though. JJ, fuck is you Fuck is you doing? All right, podcast brothers, episode one twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-eight. God damn, it's crazy. Podcast brothers, episode one twenty-eight. All right, so every week, right? Yo, by the way, last week was fire. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm gonna tell y'all this story, right? I'm gonna read this headline that I came across, and I'm gonna read you this story. Headline: Speeding off-duty cop slams into car, killing an infant, but the child's mother is arrested for homicide charges. Crazy shit, right? All right, cool. So, a Baton Rouge, Louisiana police officer was arrested almost two weeks ago on charges of negligent homicide after being accused of crashing into the car that killed a one-year-old infant and injured three other people. Now, this cop was an off-duty cop, and he was speeding, and he rammed into the back of this lady's car with half three, three, three adults in it and, a, and an infant child in a car seat, slammed into the back of the car. Uh, the, the adults in the car were injured, but unfortunately, the child in the car did not survive this crash. And once... Everything paperwork filed out. The officer did get arrested, but they arrested the mom because they said that she didn't properly strap the child into the car seat. I I got a problem with that. I got a lot of problems with that. Now, I don't. I, they never showed or said how the child was strapped. Like I don't imagine the baby having one strap, one arm strapped in, and the other one out. Maybe it wasn't all the way fastened. Maybe it wasn't all the way over the baby's shoulders or something like that. But I don't see this child being in the car not fastened in at all. And I feel like what's happening is they're taking the blame away from the officer and putting it on the mom. My nigga, if you would have never fucking hit me, we wouldn't have a problem to begin with. Maybe, maybe... Maybe she wasn't, maybe it wasn't fastened as tight as it could be. Maybe she did it on purpose. Maybe the kid gets irritated when the car seat straps are, are, are holding her down too far. My son gets annoyed with that. When I put my son in the car seat, he doesn't like it where he can't like sit up. He doesn't like to be held down where he's, his back is always against the car seat. It might be the safest thing for him, but maybe not always the most comfortable thing for a kid to be in that seat. Now, when I put my son in the car seat, I give him a little breathing room. I'm saying he'll have a jacket on or whatever, a hoodie under his jacket. I give him a little breathing room so he's just not stuck in just one spot while we're riding in the car. And I can imagine something like that happening with this um, young lady putting her kid in the car. And if she's driving safe and if she's not causing any harm or reckless driving, then a little bit of breathing room for that child in the straps is not really causing anybody harm. The harm comes when a motherfucker's speeding who's an off-duty cop who should have better a better understanding, a better respect for the roads that he's supposed to be fucking protecting. He, the blame is on him. 
there's no way this lady should have been locked up. There's no way, there's no way that that child would have been in any danger or even had lost their life if the officer would have been driving the fucking speed limit. You hit me, bro. Now, they didn't say anything about charges that was pressed. This was something that um, I believe just happened a couple of weeks ago. As I said, it was two weeks ago. But the fact that she got arrested for that is really, really fucked up. And that has nothing to do with why the child was, the injury was caused. Was she injured before the car crashed? Or was there something that happened to her safety in that car seat before the officer hit them? That's not the issue. The issue is the officer, the off-duty officer speeding. I think they say the nigga was doing 93 in a residential area. What the fuck? Where are you going, my nigga? Like, no, for real, where the fuck you going? He probably was drunk. But I feel like this happens a lot with police and scenarios. They use that that blue shield of protection to protect them from when they do bullshit too. Should be no protection for this man. You murdered an infant because you were speeding. You deserve to get the book thrown at you for that. Is you deserve to be prosecuted to the full extent of the Louisiana law as any other civilian would have been. You ain't exempt, and you was off fucking duty. If you was on duty and you had your sirens flashing because you got a call to somewhere and you couldn't get around the car and hit it or some shit like that, that's a completely different scenario. Maybe you get a different look for that. But for being off duty and speeding when you were not going anywhere important and you fucking kill this lady's kid and you arrest her. Um, I really, really, really want to know what the fuck Louisiana is doing. <laughs> this shit is crazy. It don't make no sense, yo. It's fucking not up. at all. Don't, yo, you gotta, you gotta tase me. You gotta fucking put me to sleep. Hit me with a tranquilizer or something, cause you're not just gonna lock me up after you killed my fucking kids. You crazy? Crazy as hell. I'll fight the whole fucking Louisiana the police department. That's all you crazy. country bastards. Come on, get it. It's fucked up, man. Fuck is you doing? So, episode one twenty eight. Oh, I want to give the honor. Uh, I want to give this idiot the honor of saying his name to the officer. Hold on. Uh, the mom's name is Brittany Stevens. She's only twenty, bro. That's crazy. It's fucking twenty. The kid was one. Who the fuck is this cop's name at? Bastard. They don't even say his name. It just uh, says a Baton, a Baton Rouge, Louisiana police officer. Mm. They don't even say his name. But they got the mom face. But they got the mom there. face, name, age, all of that. So, man, episode 120, uh, how was your time with the brothers? This was good vibes. Yeah. This was good vibes, really good vibes. Good. And like I said, thank you guys for um, allowing me to be on the show today. Um, and I commend you guys for even, you know, this, like following through with your vision because yeah. it is a platform for um, others as well as yourself um, to get, you know, names out there, networking and all that. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I love podcasts. Okay. So all right. Go. All right. Good. So, so, you listen to other podcasts? Um, I've listened to like uh Joe Button. Yeah, Joe Button's uh, one of my yeah. favorite podcasts. One of my favorite. And yeah. then they have they have like certain ones where you could um listen to like in the morning just for like business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's exactly something for like, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Ted talks. Okay. Um, they have one. Um, it's been pretty dope. So plug your business one more time before we get out of here. We'll also have your um. Links in the description. So when you listen to this episode, yeah. they just got to click. Right. Just click. Naja Tierra on Facebook. Um, Ulala Naj on Instagram, Snapchat, and PIU underscore pastries. That's my business. Um, pipe it up pastries. Nice. And we are the podcast brothers. And this was episode 128. Yeah, 128, man. It's your boy Fresco. You dig? Peace out. I'm just going to say your name. Nope. <laughs> Let's go. Go.
Wesleyan University, you can reimagine, reframe, and redefine what's possible. Learn new skills or fine-tune old ones. Start something new or complement something good. Wherever you find yourself, the power is in your hands. It's all possible, starting with your education. IWU is a faith-integrated, regionally accredited institution where you can choose from over 100 online degree options. Get started today at iwupossible.com.